So, uh, would you like to describe our current situation? Um, well, yes, I will do my best. Uh, we are, well, my my legs are up, uh, you know, like pushed pushed upwards a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to have my knees ever elevated, right, ever so slightly. And you're also in a sort of crouching, squatting position. So, to the uninitiated, one might think this is a rather inappropriate thing for two brothers to be doing. But it's all right. Don't be disrespectful or anything. It's just us. We're in the car. We're doing an episode. We're holding our mics in our hands. Yeah. Um, This is kind of... I mean, I'm wondering if maybe this is a little bit pointless. Why is that? Because originally my thought was that we were going to go and see the movie and then we were going to record in the car in order to sort of do like a quick episode on the go kind of thing. Yeah. You know, get our thoughts, uh, sort of knee-jerk reactions in there. Um, but we've kind of parked outside your apartment where yeah. we normally do the podcast. See, here's the thing is that the, the upside to this is that we're not disturbing my wife or my children. But the other upside is that we're probably pissing off all my neighbors. So, Well, I'm fairly certain they can't hear us when we're in the car. Well, I mean, once we get going and I start shouting and all that, you know, and it's all like, mm. attic, and that's going to be like a whole... Right. Well, I mean, there's like, there's a good good acoustics. Even with the windows open, it's pretty yeah, it's pretty, uh, good pretty in nice, here. and it's, it's actually better than it is when it's in uh, in the house, isn't it? Yeah. So you wanted to talk about something? You had a, a right. Okay. A... So do you remember how on Saturday I was complaining to you about how the day just wasn't ending, and you said to me, "Oh, let's just play the end credits, and everything will be fine." And right. You said if you and were I to chose play Batman the... the animated series. Yeah. For that. And I and said you looked to at you... me like I was mad. Yeah. In front of all your friends. And then I said to you, no, I didn't think you were mad. I was wondering why you'd pick that specifically for the end of my day. But then I, it kind of occurred to me that you were saying, because you're Batman. Yeah. Right. So that was a compliment. Either that or you're the that. Joker. Which I mean, case. I'm, I'm the yeah. Joker to your Batman is probably more likely, but I appreciated the compliment. I well, that made. implies that I'm rich and that's not the case. So there you go. Neither of us uh, fit the bill. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so we were talking about Smallville. Because that's what I'm watching at the moment. I was like, if anything is going to be playing over my end credits, it's the music from from Smallville. And you said to me, what is it? And the thing is, is that for a few weeks, I've been singing the Smallville end credits theme. Yeah. Right? I found it, by the way. The the on, newer on, one. On the not, YouTube. Not the first few seasons. The the uh, the newer one that ah, sounds more okay. Superman-y. Right. So I said to you there were two. Is that mm. There was one that went... Yeah, that's the one I heard, yeah. So, right, okay, here's the thing. A couple of weeks ago, all I could sing was the newy sort of Superman-y one. And I couldn't remember this one. But now, it's been replaced by the old one. And all I can remember is this sodding first few seasons one. Mm-hmm. And it's been replaced by the Star Trek music. And I don't understand why, because they don't sound similar. Not they, even they a little bit. They kind of do. They kind of do. Like, note-wise, they sound similar. Pacing-wise, like, not really. Do you know what? I've just, like, had a complete brain fart. Now I can't remember the Star Trek music, because I was going to sing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so here's the thing. Is that I... What a pair of fucking cunts we are. But, like, anyway, I was just like... Sitting there today, and I promise you, I'm not saying this to be vulgar, but it's like we all do it, and that's where I was when I was thinking about it. I was taking a shit, and I was like <laughs> just sitting there, and I felt so miserable with myself. I was just like, You are fucking pathetic. Why can't you remember this? This was a couple of days ago, and that's a lie because I actually watched an episode while I was taking my morning shit, 
right? And I heard that theme, so I don't know why I can't remember it. It's all it's all tizwazzy. So I just wanted to ask you, do you ever have that where you have like a thing that you're singing over and over and over again, and it's like on a loop in your head, and then something else can just push it out the way? And then and you, then can't you remember don't remember what it was. I do have that. And those are the times when <laughs> when I say to you... What's that thing from what's that, that thing? thing? And sometimes you're, you know, sometimes you just say automatically, you just go, oh, it's this. Yeah. Um, that That's when you're either distracted or you're being nice or both. <laughs> but there are times when you go, I know what it is. Oh, I'm, no, I'm but here's, tell you. first of all, I haven't done that in a long time. And secondly, who the fuck do you think I learned that from, <laughs> you sanctimonious prick? Uh, okay, you I walked started into that, that one. I walked into that you one. You started yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was your thing. I only I learned from you, and I gave it back to, to you. Yeah. So there you mm-hmm. are. Do you want to have an episode? Yeah. What's our seat number? Hello, and welcome to What's Our Seat Number, the show that begins a new season with every episode. I'm Johnny Gross, a filmmaker and professional sitter in seats. My co-host, Sai, is not with me today as his contract expired and his agent failed to make a deal, so he's been recast. From here on in, I will be playing the role of Sai. Hello, I'm Sai. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. Seriously, you didn't even plan what I was going to say. No, you I could have just clue. said, you could have said, hi, I'm going to be Sai. Fuck, fuck, shit, wank, Well, I was going to be mean and be like, <laughs> but I, 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 you know. I but know that is a that. flawless impersonation of me, and everybody who heard that right now is going, oh, God, classic Sai. Why, why didn't you just do that? Oh, fuck's sake. Oh. What a wasted opportunity. Hello, I'm the real Sai. This is the real Sai. It's not true. His contract has not expired. There is no contract because there's no money in this. Um, Can I ask you a question? Just like a thing. You said that we're professional sittery, downery thingies, right? We're good at sitting. Yes, we're good at planting our, our buttocks right. in uh, chairs. How long do you think it takes? We've been sitting in here for about 10 minutes in the car. Yes. Um, how long do you think it takes before I start going, oh, oh my back, oh. And you start going, oh. Well, we're sitting in a car. I mean, uh, have you ever been on a trip before? I have, but, you know, there's about 40 minutes before I start going, oh, God, my back. Because I'm fucking falling apart. So am I. But here's the thing, is that everybody asks me when they meet the two of us. They ask you. They ask me. They (laughs) ask you a question. So <laughs> we're in the we're in the park, right? And then somebody asks me, right? Like he goes, "So I've just met your brother." And I'm like, "Okay." He goes, "You two look you look alike." Which one was this? This was um, the guy with the beard, who's my neighbour, who has the two kids who are the same ages. Right, okay. Nice guy, right? All right? So he goes, "You and your brother look like a copy of each other, copy paste." And I said, "Okay, thank you." He's a very handsome man, right? And he said, "So he's younger, right?" And I'm like, no, I'm younger. Did you and then I, him? no, no, no. And I filled it in for him. And I said, the difference is, is that I'm the one who looks like I'm molding in the sun, right? And 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 I'm not <laughs> the, the molding one, is a thing. Like I'm who, going moldy. You're the one who I'm looks in. like Donovan at the end of Glass Crusade. Right. I'm the one who looks like I'm the one who looks like a sagging bin bag <laughs> that's soaking wet from the juices of whatever half-priced meat is going rotten in there. Right. That's what I look like classic sorry what were we doing a podcast yeah go on anyway this evening we went to see what film screevy 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 on the tv it's the sequel to five cream five cream 
Yeah, it got me again. Well done. Yeah. Well done. So uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. But first, let's have some... Movie News. This is the news. I'm Jonathan Swiftthrust. Brilliant. Peter Safran, new head of DC Studios along with James Gunn, said that the decision to cancel Batgirl was the right one. The movie, left unfinished, was, according to Safran, unreleasable and would have hurt the careers of everyone involved. The VFX artists, who were jilted at the proverbial author, had this collectively to say. Uh, it's a little uh, uh, South Park reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this piece of news is also something like three or four weeks old. I know. Ben Affleck is reportedly directing Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Oh. All right. First, uh, sorry. Uh, say it again, and I will respond in a way that is more podcasting. Okay. <clears throat> ben Affleck is reportedly directing Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Ah, oh, and that is interesting because he was Batman himself. Ooh. The first Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves reactions call it action-packed, funny, and chaotic, which uh, is surprising. Well, not really from the trailers. It looked those things. I, I don't know. I, I I wasn't I wasn't like really rooting for it or anything. I, I wasn't. I I'm not. I'm not feel, particularly. There are a yeah. few movies that I'm not rooting for, but I think I might actually want to see uh, mm. the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, quite interesting. Just, I was thinking about taking my eldest to go see it in the cinema as his first cinema trip because hmm. it just looks very vibrant and colourful and right. like it would be just like a ride for him. My son woke up and uh, in, in the night yeah. and I was watching uh, Superman the Animated Series, which I just got on Blu-ray. Very good. And uh, he saw maybe 10 minutes of it and uh, he told me how that he was really scared of it. Um, of Superman? Of Superman, yes. Um, so, uh, so basically, this this kid's now five, and uh, he's a bit of a scaredy cat. So I'm not sure that a cinema trip because there'll be loud noises. Yeah. Um, and, and, and bright colours. Yeah. So I, I think that might be a bit of a sensory overload for him. It's really to, interesting because sort of like the two of them have kind of done a flip around. There is that yeah. you know mine yeah. was very scared of things like Winnie the Pooh and the bees coming at Winnie the Pooh and stuff, and he got right. very frightened. And uh, and yours wasn't sort of you know phased, phased by that. By it. Mine has sort of gotten into what he was watching Moana, and I was watching it with him, and he was like explaining to me, you know, this is this is the this is the god and the, the goddess sort of thing, and you know that he's taken his heart, her heart, and you know all that. And I was like, yes, no, I've I've seen the film, I've seen it with you. I mean, I know what happens, and he's like, no, but let me explain. And I'm like, D- stop explaining things to me, please. I know what's going on, so he's like really into it. Moana. Moana. Is that what I said? <laughs> yes. I went Moana. Yes. Gola um, nuts. Go- <laughs> we're, we're doing uh, we're doing movie news. Muse. Oh yeah, sorry. Go on. Uh, Beetlejuice two. Jenna Ortega is in talks apparently to lead the Tim Burton sequel. According cool. to yeah, The no, Hollywood cool, cool, Reporter, cool. the rising young star is currently in negotiations for the leading role in the horror comedy sequel, with Michael Keaton expected to reprise his iconic titular role. The outlet's sources note that Ortega would reportedly be playing the daughter of Lydia, oh. a character famously portrayed by Winona Ryder in the 1988 Warner film, Warner Brothers film. Uh, okay, so they're targeting late May or early June production start. I, mu- I must add here that this is still a rumor. Okay. There you go. But, um, you know... Good one. Yeah. Um, the Empire Group, 
um, were posting all kinds of things about uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson taking over the role of James Bond. Okay. And how do you uh, feel about this? That? Is this is also like a couple of weeks old? This news because we can never get together. We're always too busy. Yeah. Uh, which is why we're doing this in the car right now. Um, but uh, but yeah. So some. No, we're posted- doing this in the car because we're too lazy to go upstairs into my apartment. <laughs> Yeah. And set it all up. Yeah, but to set it up, it takes time. And the, this is just like, you know. To move the table around and get everything yes, off yes, it. All that stuff. And the, the kids office. are asleep and we and can't move the make dog noise. out of the office so that it, we can all right, use all right, it. It's all right, all right. Bitch, bitch, stop complaining. Anyway, so. Stay professional. Yes. So um, somebody posted a. Um, what was obviously a fan made poster of Aaron Taylor Johnson yeah. with a beard holding a gun. Okay. Um, and everybody was like, yep, that's legit. That's official. And I was like, yeah, but nobody from E.ON has made an announcement. Nobody on any of the James Bond websites or forums that I follow, mi6.com or commanderbond.net. Oh my God, or, you're such a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. Or Calvin Dyson. Like, nobody... Okay, I follow know, him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the, the Bond experience, all that lot. Nobody had even made a peep about that shit. And somebody who, uh, who will remain nameless <laughs> said... Oh yeah, I'm a movie insider, and I can vouch for this for the legitimacy of this. Oh man! And this guy is is well respected, and and I'll give him a pass for this. But um, Barbara Broccoli uh, said in a news item not long afterwards, "We haven't even started writing yet. Definitely haven't even started casting yet. Yeah, it's all bullshit, basically." And everybody's like, oh, like deflated. But Why does everybody want him to be James? I, I think people just want somebody to be announced. Mm. But they need to understand that the quicker it happens, the less likely it's going to be good. It's they like need time whole... to work on it. They need time to figure out what direction it's going in. It's the Doctor Who thing. It's that, you know, oh, this person's, mm. you know, going to be Doctor Who. or that. Yeah, what's his face from my family? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, stuff. well, but hang on. They haven't said it. And normally there's like a big announcement with a video yeah, yeah, and yeah. an interview and everything. So what are you all like getting all excited about? Fuck's sake. Yes, there's a way that this is done. Exactly. And you, you are all ruining it. Yes, ruined. In other news, this is a bit of a sad one. Uh, on Thursday, it was announced that Israeli actor Chaim Topol died in his home uh, in Tel Aviv at the age of 87 after several years battling Alzheimer's disease. Mm. Um, I, I have uh, a very strong childhood connection to Chaim Topol. The, uh, first of all, I used to mimic his performance as Tevia in Fiddler on the Roof. I used to watch that over and over and over again. Uh, and he made me want to become an actor, which is probably how I got into the business uh, that I'm in as a filmmaker. Um, and uh, there was obviously... A bogrum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Golda! Uh, um, yeah. And then there was, <laughs> and then there was his performance in uh, in Flash Gordon, mm-hmm. and in Fiore's Only. Fiore's Only was a big was a big thing, because you know that I always I, I was always aware there were a lot of Jews in Hollywood and it was a big thing. But uh, but there was not a lot of like overt sort of representation in okay. in movies when I was growing up. And he was because he walks into that movie, doesn't he? He walks in there and he says to Timothy Dalton, Timothy, uh, wait, to, sorry, start again, ah. Sorry, the uh, cable attacked me. I thought it was a snake. <laughs> um, so, so he walks into that James Bond movie and he just goes, A pogrom? <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. That's not what that's from. He says, I am here, Mr. Bond of the British Secret Service. Oh, it is Roger Moore, isn't it? It is. Mm. It's not Timothy Dalton. That would be stupid because it's the other one. It's from, uh, hang on. 
Uh, it's for your eyes only? For your eyes only. Wait, I got it right. Yes. Okay. We're not doing a quiz, but ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 Indeed. Clever me. So, uh, so yeah. Um, just wanted to pay tribute to one of my childhood favorites. And uh, I had to go and fucking ruin it, didn't I? That's <laughs> per huge. That was the news. Movie news. We went to see Scream V. Screevy. We talked about this earlier. Yeah, we did. We did. So, Scream 6. I had this secret. There's a darkness inside of me. It followed me here. And it's gonna keep coming for us. We share a certain history. This isn't like any other ghost face. What is this place? A shrine. We've got to lure him in. We execute him. Hello? Let's play a game. You know you're like the tenth guy to try this, right? It never works out for the dipshit in the mask. Maybe. But there's never been one like me, Gail. <laughs> Okay, so we just came back from the film. Yes. Uh, we saw it in the cinema. Yes. Uh, I actually, I was thoroughly impressed. I really, really enjoyed it, and I think I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Scream 5. Or I, Five I Cream. did enjoy it more than 5 Cream. Yeah. Um, I actually think I enjoyed it more than any of the movies since Scream 2. So this is this is where I want to this is where I want to go now. We we're, we're going to talk in general about the movie. Mm. We're going to do a review. Yeah. And then we're going to move into spoiler territory. So anybody yeah. that hasn't seen it yet, put a pin in it when I tell you. Um so first of all, I I we didn't have time to do a pre-bit before we went to see the movie. No. I was going to do a um a, a game called Who's Going to Biff It? Who's going to biff it, yeah. Yeah, and then we're going to see... Would you like to explain the background on that one? Yeah, you decided, um, instead of saying bite it or cop it or get whacked or Pop it. get killed like a normal person, you said biff it. You do think you, I said, do you think Courtney Cox is, is going to biff, biff it, it in this movie? And I said, going to biff it. And I said, yes, what's the problem? And you said, All right, nothing. I'm yeah, using it's fine, that. let's yeah, do it. Yeah, so um, were, your, it, ladies and were your expectations met, do you think? Absolutely. I I was very. You I think was, you predicted things? No, 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 no. I mean, in terms of who's going to biff it? Uh, no. no. Taken completely by surprise. Yeah, I was I, taken I think in, most in of this it surprised film. me. Um, yeah. I was um so there there was this thing that I first of all I avoided um watching the trailers because I think I watched the first teaser trailer where they're on the train. Yeah. And then I was like. I'm not interested in in this film. Mm-hmm. And then you said, "Well, I I kind of want to go see it and we'll see, you know, do an episode." And then I st- I you know, I remember how much I enjoyed, you know, yeah, the Scream the movies. Same crew as the other one. Scream same 5 cast. was really good, and I was like, mm, "It's cool yeah. that they're continuing with that same cast. That's kind of cool." Yeah. Um and then I was like, "Okay, I'm in, but I don't want to watch any trailers and I don't want anything spoiled for me." Um and I think that's the best way to go into it. To right. be honest, just like don't watch trailers, don't watch clips, don't anything, because all of the surprises are really well done. So I watched the last trailer because mm. I was a bit too excited. Can't help yourself, can you? Couldn't hold it in. Um, yeah, so I watched it, and I don't think it ruined anything for me. I mean, I saw the 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 three main set pieces, which were the Mini Mart, yep, 
the uh, climbing across the uh, between the two buildings on the ladder, yeah, and, and the, the train. train. Mm-hmm. So those those three sequences I knew were in there. It's the same as like watching a trailer for a Bond movie, and you know those main set pieces and where the opening's going to be, basically, and et cetera, et cetera. That was intense. What? The the, the the ladder thing. The, the ladder, ladder was thing intense. was very intense. There were all. I think. First of all, in general, I think it was extremely brutal. It's probably the most brutal scream so far. Yeah, it is. And the sure. last one up the ante in terms of brutality. Yeah. Um, even though Scream 4 was, uh, I don't know, probably rated R in the States, but it's rated 15 in the UK. And it was the probably the, the, the most like sort of uh, toned down in terms of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very excited for them to get back to to making it brutal because it's supposed to be that's it's, the whole it's also, the whole point it's also kind of like um that there's something about it well we're not doing spoilers are we not yet we will we'll uh, get there so uh, put a pin in that one but yeah. there's something about the ladder scene that was really that really uh freaked me out uh we, we, it was just very very brutal yeah um, and, and a lot of people have been saying that, that brutal, that word brutal. And I don't think that there's another word to describe it. That is very apt. Because it does feel like the It's very mean spirited. Very uh, aggressive. Yeah. It's it's like it's more violent than it was before. And and the funny thing is that um uh, uh Mindy Meeks Martin, uh, played mm-hmm. by Jasmine Savoy Brown, um, who was in the previous movie and is kind of the proxy for uh, for Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. Um, yeah being being his niece and everything Mm. Um, so she says uh, in the sort of obligatory these are the rules of a franchise speech she said that the um, that the stalks get longer you know everything's got to be bigger and better and I found that in the West Craven the first three West Craven movies specifically um, the first movie had obviously that iconic opening sequence Uh, the second movie also did that as well, and the, but like, by the third movie, the stalking got a lot shorter. Yeah, it was like they just kind of wanted to get it over when they get to the next set piece. Yeah, um, and I found that the tension was very much lifted because of that, um, and I think that the uh, the sort of the current directors, uh, you've got Matt Bettinelli, uh, Olpin, Matt Bettinelli, Matt Met- Matt Matt Be- Bettinelli, no, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm butchering this. Matt Bettinelli, Olpin, and Tyler Gillett. Um, Great. So they they did a fantastic job. James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick doing the doing uh, on on screenplay duties. Um, and I think sort of taking over from uh, Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson, they did a fantastic job of. And and I'm drawing comparisons here to uh, to Cobra Kai because I feel that that's another um, property that was taken by fans. Mm. of the original Karate Kid movies. And they really understood it. They understood how to make it relevant to today. They understood how to inject enough new blood and enough nostalgia and how to use the uh, the legacy characters in the right yeah. way um, so that they're not just standing around Way being legacy get, characters yeah. for the sake of it, for the sake of nostalgia, um, and making the the newcomers lovable as well. And and I found that that Five Cream and Screevy uh, both did a fantastic job on that front. And I and I found that a lot of the criticisms that I've read, I've been skimming through in the last couple of days, but um, but I've not allowed myself to really read anything. But what I what I found was that the final reveal was weak. Um, the opening was the best part. Uh, 
and um, the explanation as to why Sydney was not there was contrived and throwaway. I didn't agree with any of those three things. I thought that the opening was very, very strong, and I even said to I even said to you like that's a first. Yeah, we've never seen that before. We've never seen that before. Um, and the same you thing, said that a couple of times. The, at the same end. thing could be said for the finale, yeah. um, and I'll explain why when we get to the spoilery uh, portion. And the Sydney uh, explanation is. It is throwaway, but it's it not is, a terrible explanation. It, is it makes a lot of sense. Quite frankly, if I was Sydney and I and I uh, noticed that there were killings going on again, I'd be like, "Fuck this! I'm out of here." Yeah, I'm grabbing my family, we're going to batten down the hatches, and we're not going to be anywhere near you guys. It makes sense in the context of the last one, where we find out that she's married and she has a kid. Right, and it's like you know, and her so her main her to... main yeah her main end game was to. Uh, was like she was down there like sort of protecting them and then she was like i can't be here anymore i've got a family yeah and i and i need to protect them first like, i'm and not foremost. going to come to new york just so that i can yeah. get killed it would be even more I, I actually to be honest i would probably have been more disappointed if she had turned yeah. up um yeah. so uh i've actually good on them for lowballing <laughs> quite frankly it i've been i've it. been i've been kind of thinking about this since um since we started the movie yeah and I've really come around on... And this is something I think that I felt when I watched Screevi. No. Screevi? Five Cream. Five Cream. I meant Five Cream. Yeah. Um, is that it... Um, I said, I like these new characters, but they probably need another movie for me to connect with them properly. Right. And I think that that was really true. I think that I really went for, for like, you know, the that core four thing. Uh, I really like them... And, and how they portray their characters. Right, and their chemistry is really good. The chemistry is great. And I'd just like to say that um, I, I wasn't a major fan of Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that Jenna Ortega is... She lights up the... It's a cliche to say, but she really does she light is, up the yeah. screen. She has she has a very expressive face. Mm-hmm. She's got a very charismatic presence. She's very presence, genuine. Very genuine. That's why I never felt like Wednesday was hard to watch, because I felt that even though all the things going on around her and some of the writing was a little bit rubbish, that she yeah. was still able to elevate it to something yeah. else. My issue was with the fact... Now, I'm going off on a tangent here a little bit. How but dare you? My issue was the, um, was the IP was the fact that they called it Wednesday when they could have called it anything else and they didn't really utilize the uh, the IP as well as they could have done. It wasn't an Adam's yeah. Family show. It was um, very much... It, it was much more sort of akin to Miss Peregrine's uh, School for... Yeah. Or Academy or... So what, Miss Peregrine's called? School for Gifted Children or something. Something with gifted youngsters or... Gifted uh, yes. the Hogwarts School of uh, Witchcraft yes, and Pellegrini. Yes, the, the, the X-Men mansion. Yeah, please don't sue me, TikTok man. Anyway... How can TikTok man sue you? It's He's taking something that... absolutely no idea. Anyway, so um, so yeah, so I, I thought that, uh, that, that she was excellent. She was excellent in Wednesday as well, but I thought she really came into her own in this movie. She was good in the last one too she was good in the last one too she was good in x but i i, yeah. I felt more for the uh for the young characters <laughs> somebody here just like uh tried to park yeah, it's, and she turned it's one around of my neighbors she's, she's probably gonna get us. out of the car to tell us off that we're sitting here we're the thing is that the... she always forgets that i live here yeah uh she probably does not want to go and park around the back like the rest of us right we've also got um two legacy characters in this movie you've got yeah. hayden panettiere 
I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Listen, I've, I was saying Hayden Pantier for a really long time. Yes. And then someone pointed out to me that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I got really disappointed because right. I just always thought her name was Panty. Yes. I was like, yeah. yeah. And, Maybe uh, let's take that out. Let's just take that out. Come back a bit. Come, come in again. Pantier. I'll come in again. I'll come in again. <laughs> um, and also a name that I can't get wrong, uh, Courtney uh, Cokes. Courtney Cokes. <laughs> Courtney Cokes. Yes, Jonas Bo. <laughs> Jonas Bo. A very happy Jonas Bo to you too. A happy um, Jonas Bo. Yes. Um, so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the two of them a little bit later, but I thought that both of them were good value. Um, and uh, and I didn't miss the other two particularly. I thought that the, the, the strength of the core four was the fact that I wasn't thinking about legacy characters the whole way through. Yeah. And in, in general I was I, I I was thoroughly entertained throughout the movie. Yeah. Couldn't take my eyes off it. It was very good. Very, very good indeed. And um, now on to the spoilers. Well, first I want to get your 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 wankings. Your your rankings. My wankings, yeah. yes. Uh Mowage. Mowage. Um what are your rankings? I need to think about this. Yeah, I'll stall for you. Okay. What do I think? <laughs> Let me get in there with this. Um should we start from worst to best, like a sort of top, I, I wanna, top six? Yeah, okay. We can certainly try. Um, I will... No, not my worst to best. Oh, okay. You you go first. I'm, yes. a, I'm asking, do you want me to do best you to last? You go first. I'll go first. Yes. So, this is my wanking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think at the very bottom <laughs> of the list is Scream 3. Okay. Right. You, should and we then, do this together? Yes, yeah, I, I agree with you. Scream 3, 3 is also on the bottom. Then Scream 4. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Even though it was fun when we went to go see it, it was yeah. like it, yeah. I I found that uh, the last time I tried to watch it, I I didn't quite make it past the first act. I was a little bored, hmm. um, and I got distracted, and I never went back to it. So I, I haven't watched it in a while, but uh, but yeah, I agree with that. Scream four at uh, Scream yeah. four, and then uh, Scream five. Yeah. Scream two. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one. Scream six, and then Scream one. Okay, that's kind of my. All right, so I will I will say scream uh, three on the bottom as we said, scream uh, four, mm-hmm. and then uh, f- five cream, mm. uh, then this one, mm. then uh, scream, mm. and then scream two at the top. You think scream two? I I for some reason I don't know maybe because it was the movie that started it was not necessarily the movie that was the quintessential of the phase. Um, do you know what I mean? I do. In terms of this the one, look the and everything. The second one was like more matured, like yes. in its sort of And also the hair was wine. better. Sure. <laughs> um, the thing about uh, Scream 1 that puts it at the top of the list for me is just how um, it's still not gotten into that cheeky right. um, meta phase. Right, yeah. like it is self-referential in that whole, you know, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. He's right behind you, and then mm. like you know, the ghost face is right, but right. like that was very intense. Uh, but the whole movie is it's very dark. Um, the motive is is also can, very dark. You can yeah, feel it. It's like uh, there's something. There's something that I noticed in a. It's it's not I noticed this, but it was pointed out in a video, and now I can't unsee it. Is that when Billy Loomis? says that, you know, Sydney's mum had sex with his dad. Right. Your slut mother was fucking my father. And she's the reason my mom moved out and abandoned me. 
How's that for a motive? Stu kind of looks a little surprised that he wasn't aware that that was the whole motive. Right. Right? Um, so it feels like um, everything felt a lot more uh, grounded uh, yeah, okay. in that movie. Um, and that and that makes it a lot more scary to me. Now, Scream 2 is still really, really good. Yeah. Um, and it's high up on my list as I placed it at number three. Uh, but I like this one more than Scream 2 because I felt like it was breaking new ground as a yeah. as a sequel to the requel, right? I think I think that my my ranking is just based off of my own sort of nostalgia. nostalgia. I I did see Scream before I saw Scream Two, mm-hmm. um, so so it would make sense that that Scream would be higher up in the ranking than Scream Two, but um, I think that the wave that 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 Scream started. Uh, we, we're calling it like the the you know pretty people in a triangle on the poster, right? Films. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know. So you had I know, I know what you, what did, you did last, last summer, summer, and, you, and you had the faculty, and you had like all all of those movies that uh, that came out around the time. Uh, you know, even Urban Legend. Can and you Valentine. say the faculty like you're from New Zealand? The faculty. Brilliant. Go on. Thank you. I, yeah, I think that um, that there was definitely uh, I had more of a kinship with Scream Two. I like the killers. Uh, mm. I like the the color palette. It's much more glossy, much richer. Um, I like the college campus setting. Yeah, uh, you know, it's um, I I find I find it to be a lot of fun. Um, but uh, I I don't know. Look, if if I could do a ranking with Scream and Scream Two on par with each other, I would. I think that they are they they are my two favorites of the of the franchise, and I would say that uh, that Scream Six, having just seen it, uh, it may be a little bit biased because I'm still bu- buzzing from it, but. It comes not far behind. Yeah, um, I I don't disagree. I think that it's um, why would I say I don't disagree? Why can't I just say I agree? Uh, but like I think I think it definitely it has like a, it has that um je ne sais quoi mm-hmm. that made those first two movies so fun and horrific. Like this is a fun horror movie because right. what what do you mean when you say a fun horror movie? You mean something that thrills you and those those yeah. like those. Um, it's an scares. effective thriller more than a horror yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. But it does have those moments where you're um, you're really scared because right. it feels like a situation that if you were in, you'd probably die. So I, I don't feel that... First of all, I, I think I've said this before. I don't think that slasher movies, um, for me, really count as like scary movies. Um, I reserve that um, moniker for things like... Uh, for things like you mean the, that, the conjuring that and like things that really get under my skin, Cokes. yeah, uh, <laughs> Monica, yeah, Monica, um, and the you know and you the Dermot Mulroney, by the way, that's a f- mini Friends reunion right there with Courtney. Oh no, well, yeah, 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 you're right, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, he played Gavin in no, Friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, for 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 uh, for uh, Stacy, who was uh, what? What's the name of uh, in Smartless? What's the name of the Tracy? There you go. Tracy, uh, Sean's sister oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Connecticut, whatever it is. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah. So what I was saying was that, yeah, so I don't feel that those movies are really scary. The The movies that really get under my skin are movies like The Exorcist and um, The Conjuring and, uh, you know, The Hereditary, things like that that really, like, you know, make me afraid to walk around at night in the dark. You know, shadows playing in in the corners of your of your eye, um, and the slasher movies are more kind of thrillers to my mind. They're more kind of intense. They make me sort of sit more on the edge of my seat. You're worried for the uh, yeah, but for the thriller, for the cast. You know, a thriller I always feel is like a 
uh, a sort of mystery that's a lot darker and sort of, you know, shrouded in, in fear, right? Right. But this is not... Like, there is that mystery element to who is the yeah. killer going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually something that you can't really anticipate. Right. Um, you know, like, th- there's no... It's not the same thing. Like, I always feel like a, a thriller would be the uh, the game. Yeah, but it's a different right, kind of thriller. Like it's yeah. a different kind of thriller. I what I'm saying is that I wasn't like scared, and I and there weren't any jump scares that made me like really flinch, hmm. um, or sort of jump out of my seat or anything. There like were that. a couple it of happened, moments that it made happened me in e. the, It happened. Yeah, there were a couple of moments that made me e. Um, the the black phone made me jump. But then that has supernatural elements in it, and supernatural elements usually, uh, you know, freak, you me, out freak me out, more, make yeah. me jump, uh, because it's the kind of thing that you know, a human being walking around stabbing people is less frightening to me, even though it's more real. You know, it's kind of strange. Anyway, so I, I did find myself, you know, during that sort of uh, the the ladder between the between the building scene, I was definitely yeah. sitting on the edge of my seat, yeah, and on, on and the in train, the train sequence, I yeah. was going. I was like really yeah. squirming. So I squirmed more, a little during the, the the Gale sequence. Yeah. Um. Just just because um, there's something. Even if you're going like, oh, I don't really care if the legacy characters die. There is a part of you that's going, please don't kill the legacy characters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But they they couldn't let go of Gale. I don't think. Um. I don't know. They let go of Dewey. But uh, yeah, but, but David Arquette is less of a pull than Courtney Cox. I suppose. I suppose. Anyway, do you, should we go into spoiler territory? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so from now, if you haven't seen this movie, stop. You're entering the, the spoiler, spoiler zone. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's a thing. Uh, so <laughs> she's still sitting in her car. Yeah, I think she's waiting for for us to move. Well, we're she's, not going to. She's going to be look, disappointed. Look what. Now we're invisible. No, now we're creepy. Do you want to, like, put a backlight in the car and light up a cigarette? <laughs> I mean, we could light something up in here if you want. No, thank you. Not here. Anyway. Right, back to spoiler it. Spoiler territory. Spoilers. So let's start with the opening of the movie. Yeah. So first of all, you got Flash Thompson from uh, from the Marvel Spider-Man series. Um, and uh, he uh, he murders Samara Weaving in mm-hmm. a uh, in an alley. Rather brutal um, fashion. What's, what's different about this is it's the first time the killer reveals himself in the opening in act. the opening sequence. You never see the first victim get stabbed and then Ghostface yeah. take off his mask. And it may seem like a small thing, but it's it's actually quite. I, I don't know. I don't know why nobody ever did it before. It was surprising. It was it surprising. Was, yeah. It was, uh, you know, you don't expect to see aesthetically. Uh, it's a surprising after, move. You don't expect to see it after um, the first kill happens in a yeah. scream movie. The title um, comes. The up. title comes up, and that's what I was expecting. Right. It didn't. They slash towards the screen, and yeah. then you know, killer pulls the mask off, and I was like, oh wow. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Um, and then he becomes the second victim. Yeah. Or the third victim, if you count his boyfriend. Right. Who they find in a fridge. Exactly. Um, so I think uh, it was just his roommate. Uh, I'm not sure. But yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if it... I, 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 there, I may have been allusions to a relationship there. But anyway. So the um, so the uh, the whole opening sequence, which I, I always found that um, the, the Scream 4 opening sequence was a little bit contrived and a little bit overdone. Yeah, it was. It, yeah. Um, whereas this, I thought, was... It's, uh, for those who don't remember, it's the movie within a movie within a movie Yeah, thing. It's, it's like, like the movie really... within a movie within a movie, and you've got, uh, you know, you've got Kristen Bell in there. You've got a whole lot of cameos. 
It, it um, was supposed to be clever, but it came off as very forced and smug, and a little bit smug, smug. a yeah. little smug. So you got that that kind of smug opening in Scream Four, and in Scream Five, you had Jenna Ortega's character being the the first Brutally victim, and, victim she and she survives, survives which was which also, also a yeah. subversion of. of and I the... thought that if they wanted to take it to the next level, the way that they did it in this movie was just fucking perfect. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, the next thing that I thought was brilliant, which I thought was brilliant from the second I heard about it, is the fact that they that they changed location. Yeah. Uh, and every screen movie has tried to change something aesthetically to make it stand out from the last one. The first movie, it's uh, you know, sort College of sub- campus. The first movie. Oh, sorry. First, sorry the first sorry, movie sorry. is so suburban uh, Woodsboro. Um, so you got that suburban setting there. The second, second one is second the one is campus. College Campus. Uh, the third one is Hollywood um, and uh, sound stages. Not great, but a different, a different look, a different look. Definitely a different, uh, different idea. Um, the fourth one went back to Woodsboro, um, and then the fifth one once again went back to Woodsboro. So the move to the to the city, to New York City, was a welcome change of pace. A welcome really. change of change of scenery, a welcome change of pace, and and also allows for different kinds of set pieces that you yeah. wouldn't necessarily see in the previous movies. Um, so that I thought was uh, was very well done, and then I thought that um, that Sam uh, dealing with the fallout of having been the final girl yeah. is some is also something you don't normally see, uh, because Sydney has murdered many ghost faces. Yeah, ghosts face. Yeah, but th- that that's what's so interesting about Sam's yeah. character, right? Is that you know Sydney does look traumatized and she does sort of go into hiding in the yeah. third one and and you know that allows for like you know once the killer finds her and calls her that's a little creepy right um but the uh the thing that got me about this was that she does come from billy loomis right uh she's his daughter yeah and she kills richie in the last movie the killer by stabbing in him a 22 really times. really really aggressive way right. And I really love the kind of moments that we get in this movie where she might be a little unhinged. She's right? definitely unhinged. No, yeah. but like that she that we're we're maybe hinting at perhaps she might be the killer yeah. in like the next one. Um, I think I don't think they'll do that, but they're yeah. they're pushing that kind of button. Yeah, and it's it's really fascinating because you don't get that kind of conflicted. She's an interesting character to watch. She's very layered, yeah. Yeah, and I and I think also that. Uh, oh, here we go. Got another neighbor coming down. He's like, oh, oh God, yeah. there's no parking here. The the weakest the weakest part you? of it for me, I think, is um is the fact that uh, Skeet Ulrich keeps uh, turning up in the in the reflections. It's a problem. It's not necessary yeah. uh, to me. I, I don't think it's uh, it's necessary that that he keep popping up like that and talking to her um, because it's enough that she's going through, you know, the sort of the baggage of being uh, of being his daughter. I think it was enough that he appeared in the last one. He yeah. didn't even need to be in that one. But right. it, was, it was kind of problematic. And I was really that. really worried that the killer was going to be Stu. Because there were there were rumors about that. There were rumors about um, about Matthew Lillard coming back, and also when they see the TV in the museum at the end, mm. uh, or not the end, but halfway through, they they go to the to this abandoned movie theater that's uh, built as a ghost face shrine. I think they're setting it up or something because he was supposed to come back in the third yeah. one. So so Shell uh, Kirby mm. Shelby Kirby played by uh, Hayden Panettiere, uh, she says, "If you believe he's really dead." Yeah. Um, which is funny because she's also a character that was supposed to be dead at the end of Screen 4. Yeah, but the difference is that we didn't actually see her die. We right. saw her get stabbed and she kind of is bleeding, but we don't see her die. Right. right. Um, yeah, so so anyway, I 
I I thought that in general uh, Sam's character was very well done, and uh, we've talked also about the uh, about the the general chemistry between uh, the four Woodsboro um, leads. Um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the killers. So first of all, they have these sort of old cracked ghost face masks, yeah, which I thought I love, was a really like that, yeah. cool design uh, decision. Um, and every time they turn up, you get the feeling that they're stronger, smarter, more aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Dare the Tentacle. Dare uh, the Tentacle. Reference feeder. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I'm thirsty. I don't think you should drink that. It looks bad for you. Nonsense. It makes me feel great, smarter, more aggressive. I feel like I could. Like I could. <laughs> like I could. Take on the world. Uh, Dear the Tentacle, uh, the reference for you there. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed that. I thought that like the, because a lot of the time in these movies, and I think the directors kind of picked up on it. A lot of the times in these movies, you get the feeling that the killer is kind of ineffective. Mm. Um, that you know they keep whacking them and uh, you know knocking them back and whatever. And they're usually teenagers, so. You makes know, sense yeah they're kind of lightweight eventually they they get the kill but um but the final girl sydney and you know and uh and gail and and whatever they've always been able to fight them off and in this movie you get the feeling that all bets are off and they really you know they they're really, really are, aggressive yeah they really have sort of a, a reckoning um and uh, they really met their match kind of thing uh whereas i don't think that uh, sam and tara are lightweight at all no um, but uh, but you really get the sense that there's uh, that there's an antagonist that's really someone to be to be grappled with. Yeah. Um, in this movie, you get three killers. Yeah, that was really surprising. We've yeah. never seen the two killers together together in their masks exactly, yeah. and then they kind of in unison uh, after killing Chad or. Yeah quote unquote killing Chad because he's the new Dewey he's the new Dewey he's the pincushion yeah yeah um they cleaned the knife together and I thought that was really cool that was nice and creepy right um there. and then and then a third one yep. comes in third I was one just pops like up. that was really really unexpected Dermot oh yeah. Dermot and okay so a lot of people talked about how um the uh the ending wasn't wasn't very good and the reveal was weak disagree I strongly disagree. First of all, th- in the other movies, I always kind of felt like, well, once it's revealed, it's revealed. Yeah. And you're never going to be satisfied because if it's somebody that you predicted, you're going to be like, mm, called it. And if it's somebody who was kind of really out of left field, it's kind of like, well, who's that then? Um, and Roman was that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Roman yeah. was like, who, who the fuck who the is hell that? Is this guy? I don't remember this guy. I don't remember him. Yeah. So um, so I think that um, the, they did a really good job in choosing which of the characters was going to be that. And also the motive was much stronger than last time. Because uh, what Richie was um, uh, played by uh, Jack Quaid, 
Um, what he was doing with uh, what was the, uh, the name of the album? Amber. Amber. What they were doing was kind of um, oh, they're sort of recreating the the legacy and like uh, they want to create their own movie or something like that. Yeah, it's it's the I, I always felt the Mickey's Mickey's um, uh, motive was also very sort yeah, of Mickey, flimsy. Yeah, Mickey kind of cornered that market already. Yeah, so they did that in Scream Four as well that they wanted to make their own movie. Yeah, um, and I've always felt that that's the dumbest motive because in order to kill someone, you have to want it. I feel. Yeah, and these three killers, um, I I always think the revenge plot um, is sort of you know more powerful yeah a, a sort of personal connection yeah. to the uh to the leads is is usually a better way to go and uh, and in this case they were they were taking they were taking vengeance on on richie's death yeah and the three of them uh it's uh dermot moroni uh who plays the um uh the police uh chief is it yeah. The chief or the, the officer in charge. Yeah, so he's uh, so he's Richie's father, and he's also the father of the other two killers, um, and uh, they seem like a really nice, well-rounded family, not psychotic at all. But I thought that the, it was uh, it was really well done. I'm going to draw comparisons here. So, um, Scream One and and Five Cream, mm. both set in Woodsboro, both end in, in Stu's, Stu's house. house. Yeah, and both have. Um, you know, two movie obsessed killers um, wanting to sort of create their own movie and then go on to yeah. make a sequel. I saw this parallel. Scream as well, Two, yeah. Scream Two. Uh, also, there's a uh, there's a personal connection or revenge plot against the uh, against uh, sort of the the final girl for killing the previous uh, killer. Um, in this case, uh, it's Richie, um, you know, Richie's uh, the, uh, family coming to avenge his death. It also takes place at the end in an abandoned uh, theater. Yeah. Um, which uh, which draws parallel with, uh, Scream, with Scream 2. 2. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I like the way they're going with this. It's not overt and it's not distracting, but I thought it was really cool, the comparison they're yeah. making. And if they're going to make a Scream 3, they got their work cut out for them because Scream 3 was pretty bad. Well, I mean, wouldn't it be really cool if they took the original outline that was supposed to be for Scream 3 yeah. and they would top it? Yeah, maybe. You know, uh, to remind you, the... Um, uh, the the original idea was that um, at the at the end of the movie, the reveal would be that all of the people who had been killed around Sydney were all in on it, and that it was some kind of ghost face cult, and they'd all get up a- around her at the end. Oh my and god! And it would be it would be revealed that there were multiple killers, yeah. and it, not just one or two or three, but like a whole bunch of them, mm-hmm. and they were all in on it, and all the people who you thought were her friends who died were actually just trying to get her into this place so they could all kill her. Um, That's a long game. (laughs) Now, I don't remember how that was supposed to end, but the end of the movie was supposed to be that she survives and she defeats them and whatever. And that shot where she's walking away from the media circus at the end of Scream 2, you know how it pulls out and you see the bell tower? Yeah, you're supposed to see Ghostface standing in the bell tower. You were supposed to see standing in the bell tower watching her setting up Scream 3. I'm really interested to know if they were going... If they would continue this franchise uh which they will right because right. obviously this is very successful i think it's going to be very successful um you know if they if they take it in that direction and they make it into a cult mm-hmm. uh, that would be it would be brilliant because that's yeah. a story that just wasn't told it's a conspiracy and the original story that they did tell in scream 3 was a little bit like a flan in a cupboard 
absolutely just collapses in on itself yeah yeah, yeah. it was uh well i think that um that the fact that kevin williamson couldn't do it yeah was the uh was the main issue uh he wrote an outline and then there were all sorts of uh, i think there was a strike was there a strike at that i don't point? know i don't know there were all sorts of production issues that i can't really remember at the moment uh because i haven't prepared a trivia corner for this uh because i didn't want to have anything spoiled but um yeah well that was going nowhere <laughs> <laughs> well well you you pulled out of that one very well yeah wow that is an angry cat oh well um i also want to mention um a character that maybe is a little bit pointless, but it was very nice to see him, and that's uh, Henry Cherney, um, oh, yeah. who played uh, mm-hmm. Kittredge in Mission Impossible and is returning in Mission Impossible 6 and 7. You no, excited for those? Is it 6 and 7 or 7 and 8? 7 and 8. 7 and 8, yes. Correct. No. Yes. Yes, Dead Reckoning, 7 mm-hmm. and 8. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see that. And I and I noticed there's a scene between Sam and... Uh, and it, basically, Henry Cherney plays her um, her therapist, and she goes into a lot of detail about what happened uh, the year previously in the previous screen movie and he and gets he, rather for toots yeah, yeah he? He, he gets he gets a bit uh, wigged out by it it's kind of I, I wonder if Alan Arkin had played that role he would have been like no 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 you did think of it man you thought of it and then you said it um, say so gross point blank reference gross point blank. they'll put in a sound bite yes, yes, sure. yes if you've committed a crime or if you're thinking about committing a crime I have to tell the authorities I know the law okay but I don't want to be withholding. I'm very serious about this process. And I know where you live. That wasn't a nice thing to say. That wasn't designed to make me feel good. That's a kind of a not too subtle intimidation. And I, uh, I get filled with anxiety when you talk about something like that. Come on, I mean, that's. Come on. I was just kidding, all right? The thought never crossed my mind. You did think of it, Martin. You thought of it and then you said it. His, his character is there just to freak out and to be a red herring because he gets murdered by Ghostface and then her file is stolen. Yeah. And it's kind of to sort of shift the blame onto her. Um, it's also our first uh, stabbing in the face kill, isn't it? Uh, in the nose. In the yeah, nose, yeah, yeah. We've never seen anything like that. Yeah, that was that was pretty. Brutal. I like that the characters do sort of go. That's pretty messed. Yeah, up. That's, that's pretty, pretty fucked, fucked up. up. Um, but it's the it's the 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 uh, cop who says that the the, the guy who Quinn's probably dad. did it. Yeah, the guy who did do it. And you're like, oh, in the nose. Yeah. Um, which uh, which kind of adds a new layer to it. So it'd be I really to, cool I to have see to it say, again. I know that it's like stupid to say it after the fact, but there was one thing that made me go, oh, he's one of the killers or something, mm-hmm. was that he goes, I'm going to need you to come down to the station. Right. Right. And then Sam and Tara are out in the open, and then suddenly they get attacked. And I was like, he set that up. Right. Um. And then, like, I just sort of forgot about that, and then later in the movie when it was revealed, I was like, nah, I fucking called it. But the other two yeah. I didn't... Uh, yeah. I was pretty sure that the kid, uh, Richie's brother, yeah, was going to bite it on the train. Well, no, I, I... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I kind of thought he had a creepy look on his face the entire mm. way through, well, so... that was the point. I yeah. thought that that was a red herring. Yeah. Apparently it wasn't. Yeah. So, anyway, I what I was saying about Henry Churney is that I thought that um, he's very, very good in those sort of close quarter conversation scenes. Yeah. Um, he, he was the one that sold it. So, uh, so yeah, just a, a mention to uh, to Henry Cherney there. So, yeah, all in all, sure I was... agent will be on the phone thanking you for this plug. Go on. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was thoroughly entertained by the whole thing. I thought that the, uh, the train sequence, uh, we, now that we can go into spoiler territory, first of all, they are sort of guided onto public transport, which uh, in by, hindsight... By the yeah, cop. By yeah. the cop. <laughs> I th- I, and I said to you, this is a bad idea. Why are they doing this? Well, the cop told them to do it, and he's the fucking killer, so there you go. But, uh, but yeah, so there's... Um, 
there, there's these really cool moments where the train goes into a tunnel and you see the lights, lights going by and, and Ghostface kind of appears and disappears and he's mm-hmm. staring at um, at, uh, Mindy. at Mindy. The Minimart scene also is also something that you haven't seen before in a Scream movie is that Ghostface is just like stabbing people left, right and center in, uh, in a public place. Um, which I think is like, you know, nobody's safe anywhere. You're not safe in numbers. Yeah. You're not safe in daylight. You're not safe anywhere. This guy is going to, is gonna you know, slice you up wherever you go. And I thought that, that was that it really created a sort of really cool blanket of foreboding over the entire thing. It's that whole thing from Collateral where um, Ethan Hunt is saying uh, the... Ethan Hunt. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise is saying, you know, you can die on a train in public right. and people will just walk past you right. and nobody, you'll be there nobody until notice, the morning, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it's like, it just reinforces like how scary that is that, you know, people don't, like, you know, the guy's like going, help, help, you know, and, you know, she's like screaming. She's being like, uh, there's someone in front of her who's almost kind of fallen asleep standing up right um, and she's being stabbed in front of this person. This person is not paying attention. Yeah. And I was like, I really want to believe that that isn't something that could happen in real life, but I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, Tom Cruise said it. It must be true. You wanted to say something about the ladder scene. What was it? Ah, uh, that's what it was. was it the okay. So, um, Mindy has a girlfriend. Her name's uh, Annika. Annika's been like gutted. Basically, she's been stabbed a lot in right. her abdomen. And the only way out is, uh, is through the window uh, across. Like the uh, one of the uh, high floors of this building to the yeah. uh, to the to the neighbor's opposite. apartment, uh, uh, the guy who who Sam is uh, stooping, stooping, yes, um, and uh, and he sort of gets a ladder and he's like, you know, I Use got you bridge, and whatever, yeah. and 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 it's very intense and they're yeah. obviously going across as slowly as they can because yeah. it's drawing out and Mindy makes it Mindy, across. But Mindy's also been been, she's been slashed, yeah, yeah, in in the arm and she's in pain. And and I just want to say um, that probably one weakness of this movie is that people get stabbed left right and center and then they just sort of like get up and start running yeah, around it's afterwards kind of yeah. like not you you the amount that kirby gets stabbed or shot <laughs> she, she should have not gone yeah. up at the end also chad chad too yeah but i think um, that's the joke because he's, like, he's the, the, pun, yeah. pin, the pun cushion the pin cushion yeah, yeah. I said the pun kitchen. The pun kitchen. Yes. Um, <laughs> it sounds like sounds a, like it sounds a like Yiddish, Yiddish dish. <laughs> Please have some more pun kitchen. <laughs> uh, uh, where am I from exactly? That yeah. was not. Anyway, anyway moving on. Um, yes. It's so, okay. We're Jews. We can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're going across the ladder. They're going across Annika's the ladder. Been stabbed to shit. And the thing that freaked me out. Because I thought that Ghostface was going to climb out onto the ladder and, yeah. like, stab her in the legs or something. Yeah. He stabs his knife into the windowsill. And starts and very starts aggressively, aggressively shaking the ladder. Aggressively shaking the ladder and trying to shake her off it. And I was mm-hmm. like, she's fucking dead. She's going to die. That was, one of, that was one of the times when I winced. Yeah. I, it, you know, you see people When she falling. hit the ground or when, when, she, she, when fell. she hit her head. When she fell. Yeah. Um, you see people falling out of buildings and planes all the time in movies that for some reason because it was so like it was so aggressive violent. and violent and and whatever like it made me go and then yeah. she hits the ground she hits her head on the dumpster and then hits the ground like it's, it's made really it's graphic. made even worse by the fact that she's she's wounded so she yeah. can't exactly hold on properly she right. feels weak and he's just like toying with her, and like, they can't yeah. do anything. The, the 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 characters who have already made it to the other side, they can't do anything. Yeah. Um, I think that this movie earns its eighteen rating with flying colors. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it 
it earns that kind of creating situations that feel impossible and that feel like there's no um that you know that sometimes you look at these things and you go well they they could have just left the house right like Stu's house they could have just gone yeah and left yeah the door wasn't locked yeah um but uh but you know this these were like tight close quarters like at the end they're sort of in a kill box like they can't get out yeah, yeah. um it's rigged in such a way that everything's locked so they can and and the the kind of uh, mind games that they're playing with you, where it's like Kirby's the killer. Kirby's like you know she's yeah. she's lying. It's the same. It's the same thing with uh, with Cotton and yeah. uh, and, and Randy. And Randy, right? Yeah. No, yeah, and Randy at the end of Scream One is like he's a cousin. No, that's she's like fuck you, Randy. Both. Yeah, still Randy. Yeah. I said Cotton because I was talking about the second one. Yeah, and yeah, it's like, and, oh, yeah. And you're you're talking about red herrings. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about a different one. I'm t- yeah, they're both red herrings. Yes, I was indeed. Just saying, no, no, quite listing, right. Listing. Quite right. It's a little late. Yes. Little and late. Uh, and what's her face? Uh, Emily Mortimer. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. In, uh, what was her name? I can't remember uh, her name either. Angie. Angelina. Angelina. That's right. Yeah, you were close. Oh, I wasn't far off. No, you were very I close. I haven't seen the film very, in a long time. Very close indeed. Wasn't bad at all, was that? No, not at all. Oh my back! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was our review, uh, spoiler-filled review of Scream Six or Scream Screevi. Um, thank you for listening. Thank this has been much. our this first a... episode in a very long time. So I hope it won't be our last for a very long time. Never doing this in the car again. <laughs> Ow! Also, there was no soda. There was no coffee. There was no munchables. Well, we we got it done though. We did. We got it done. We did. In in and that proper... is like the definition of by hook or by crook. Ow, that really hurt. Also, there are no distractions. I just hit the. Ow. Yeah. Just hit him in the head. Just Ow. hit the dashboard with my hand, and that really hurt. Yeah. Well, we're gonna try and come back again soon. So look out for us. I've yeah, actually three got months a, from now. I've got a list of uh, of, of wish list of podcasts we want to do. Yeah, so. one of which I've already started doing art for. I'm I'm actually yeah. quite pleased with how yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to make any promises. So don't. What's our bond number? Shush. Why? <laughs> I should do art for that one as well. Yeah. Anyway, draw a gun barrel with Mr. Hyde in the in the end of it. Okay. Um, right. Bye. Bye. What's our seat number? 